Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is a special episode of QuarterCast. As you probably know, uh, the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, their musicians have been locked out. So I had a chance to go down to the protests that they're holding to speak with Brian Prechtel. He's a percussionist and co-chair of the Players Committee and one of the protest organizers. So I want to share that conversation with you. I think it I think it provides a lot of insight into the situation from the musician's perspective um, to kind of catch you up. So what happened was the symphony management canceled the orchestra's summer concerts on May 30th. I'm reading this from the Baltimore Sun now. They were citing a $16 million loss in revenue over the past decade, and they were facing a projected $1.5 million deficit by the end of the fiscal year. So what's happened as a result of that is they've proposed cutting the musicians' pay, their health care, and the vacation time, as well as reducing the season from 52 weeks to 40 weeks. I was seeing today that the musicians' long-term disability has been cut. Something else you should know is that Governor Larry Hogan has about $1.6 million in discretionary funding set aside for the orchestra. People are pressuring to release that. As of now, as of this recording, June 22nd, he hasn't. That kind of catches you up on the situation. So let's get to the discussion with Brian Prechtel. Um, Just as a show note, it is a very noisy recording. Um, I'm doing my best to cut out the background noise, but it was a protest. You're going to hear a lot of people honking in support. You're going to hear a lot of chanting, but um, I think you'll still, I think you'll still find it worth your time. All right. Thanks so much. And we'll be back in two weeks with a, uh, with a regular episode. All right, everybody, this is a special episode of QuarterCast. I'm here with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra musicians. They're demonstrating, and uh, I I am speaking with... My name is Brian Prechtel. I'm a percussionist in the orchestra, and I'm co-chair of the Players Committee. Okay, great. So um, for people that might not be following the situation, can you just briefly recap why you all are down here? Well, we're out here because we've been locked out by our management. Um, they actually locked us out last uh, Sunday at midnight, and uh, they're not going to be paying our salary. They're going to be cutting off our health care as of July 1st. So it's a very serious situation for my colleagues and I. And I understand this was, um, this was it, it's not really something that you all saw coming, was it? Or? Well, we've been playing without a contract since January 16th. But there, there was a, a promise in place from both sides. We said we wouldn't strike. They said they wouldn't lock us out. Until May 30th, when they suddenly changed their mind and decided they were going to lock us out. So that was pretty disingenuous of them. Yeah. And how did you get work? Like, what was? Well, we actually learned uh, in a in a meeting. Those of us that are on the players committee learned from our management in a meeting, uh, and then but most of the rest of the orchestra found out from Facebook and and other social media outlets because they had actually already submitted, uh, distributed a press release and had it embargoed for a while. So Mm. that was really unfortunate. So for you personally, getting the news like that, was that frustrating? It was very disheartening because we had been working cooperatively cooperatively with our management for months now. Uh, we, We had an entire initiative through the Maryland General Assembly to raise money through a bill called, uh, it was HB 1404, mm-hmm. and it, it was uh, designated $3.2 million. It was going to go over two years to the Baltimore Symphony and the creation of a work group that would help us 
um, evaluate how some of the underpinnings of the fin finances of the organization and how we could serve the state better, serve diversity better, things like that. So we were excited. That looked like it was going forward. And then sort of in the 11th hour after it became law, we found out that uh, Governor Hogan was uh, considering not releasing the funds. And so how did the musicians take that news? I guess that well, was, that was devastating. I mean, the devastating thing was actually, though, when our management decided they were going to cancel our summer season after they had just announced it five weeks earlier yeah. and, and stop paying us and stop paying our health care. So how that, long have you been with the orchestra? This is my 16th season here. Oh, my goodness. So that's yeah. all you've been here a long time. It's been here a while. Yeah. Um, but there's many people that have been here some up to 40 years with the orchestra. So, I mean, obviously we can imagine not having health care. That, that's going to be a real challenge. Can you explain, like, what, what this is going to mean for you uh, in your daily life? It's going to be life? very difficult, especially for people with young children who really need a lot of uh, health care on a regular basis. We actually have one member whose uh, spouse is expecting. We've got somebody who's going through cancer treatments. You know, to suddenly realize you're not going to have health care in three weeks, I mean, that's really deeply destabilizing and, and threatening, frankly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a coercive move by our management to try to get the, the musicians to agree to, to a, a really, really um, sacrificial contract. What, uh, what, what are... What are some of the things that are being discussed, if you can say that? Like, what well, the management wanted to cut the season by uh, 20%. They wanted to cut uh, our season from 52 weeks down to 40 weeks. And with that would come a 20% cut in our pay. And, you know, that's pretty devastating right there personally, but it's even more devastating for the organization as a whole because, you know, it, it, it sort of betrays all of the, the donors all the stakeholders, the people that had bought tickets for the summer. I mean, all these businesses that surround Meyerhoff Symphony Hall are now going to have very depressed uh, a number of patrons coming in. So it's it's difficult. And and actually, I think just in terms of public trust, it's it's an incredibly difficult thing to come back from when you when you betray trust the way they did. What, it, what would it take for you to get that trust back? I mean, obviously, there's no re resolution to this issue yet. But. Well, we're negotiating tomorrow. They should relent from locking us out. They should relent from cutting off our health care. And, and let's sit down and have some constructive conversations about where the organization needs to go. And uh, you mentioned talking with um, Governor Hogan this morning. Can you tell me? Well, a we talked bit about to his that? chief of staff and oh, a couple of other aides. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't talk to the governor. Yeah, it was good. We got, you know, we were able to communicate for the first time about our concerns, about the hope that he would, that he would release the money for HB one four zero four, and just to inform him about some of the situations that we found ourselves in here. And um, so, so what? What are some of the concerns again for people that might not be following this? Like, what specifically would you like to see happen? Well, I think the first thing we'd like to see is them keep paying our salary. We were really looking for very little. We were looking for modest cost of living increases, and for them to start living up to what's in the contract in terms of the number of players. Eighty-three players is what should be on the stage at a minimum, and and we've been playing with far less than that. And then you know. To, to, to just cancel all the concerts which was the worst thing of all because they were actually money-making concerts. We have our traditional July 3rd concert at Oregon Ridge. We had um, a Harry Potter movie, which always makes a lot of money. Leslie Odom Jr. was coming, and he was going to be uh, singing with the orchestra. That's a moneymaker. We had a Cirque concert where we have these circus performers that play with us. 
all of the concerts that we're playing for the summer were going to be money makers. So it's a little hard to understand exactly why these were canceled. Yeah. And so then, um, so for you, like, the, so this lockout is still pretty new, but, but apart from you coming down here and demonstrating, what has this meant for, for you in your life? Well, in my life, I'm on the players committee, so <laughs> it's pretty much a 24-hour job. Yeah. Because we're, you know, when I'm not here, I'm, I'm writing press releases and I'm writing op-eds and we're setting up interviews with people. Uh, when we are here, we're trying to keep people together, keep people energized. We're walking on the picket committee. We're dealing with a lot of people that want to help us. So we have a lot of supporters and you got to sort of do, you know, outreach to those people as well. Mm -hmm. So there's, there, you've got a lot of irons in the fire. And uh, it seems like there's a lot. Of, I hear a lot of honking. People can hear people supporting you. Um, oh, yeah. What, what's... What, What's your take on that? It's just been great. Like the outreach uh, to this community has paid off. There's an incredible amount of public support. We've found nothing but but warm feelings and support from the people that are passing by, the people that are driving through. We've had some construction workers here that were giving us that feeling as well. Police that have come by. It's just been really heartwarming. And what's the best way for people to support you all? Go to bsomusicians.org and subscribe to our newsletter. There's a donate button there. Those are probably the immediate things. You could also you could always write to Peter Chomi uh, at the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra or Barbara Bazzuto, who is the, the chair of the board, and tell them that you want them to back off this lockout situation mm -hmm. and give us our health care. Yeah, that's, that's got to be so important. Um, so I'm wondering, like, what you've been doing this for over a decade. Uh, I mean, like, a member of the orchestra for over yeah. a decade. What would you... What would you be doing if, if you didn't have this? Well, I mean, I've been an orchestra musician actually for 30 years and other okay. orchestras before this. And I do other things, too. I teach in our Orchids program. So I'm out there in West Baltimore and East Baltimore four days a week. I'm a teacher. I'm a composer. I actually write music, and, and I've been doing that. Uh, as much as I can. So look, I, I, I'm a very resourceful person and I've got a pretty wide palette of things that I like to do. So, you know, there are things to do. I could, I have actually been thinking about pursuing a college teaching position because, you know, if, if this is the way this organization wants to, you know, refuse to uh, invest in the people, in its, its employees, you know, you, you have to start thinking about things like that. Yeah. But the orchestra is my great love. I mean, this is what I want to do. This is what I, I can't wait till we resolve this and we can get back on the stage. Yeah. To me, that's job one. All right. I'm sure there's some things that I, I, I should have asked I didn't think to. Is there anything else you want to add? Like any? I don't think so. I'm, I'm just looking forward to, uh, to getting someplace in the negotiation process. But I have to say, I, I feel very lucky to have an incredible group of colleagues that has really banded together during this this kind of very difficult moment. So uh, we're lucky. We're lucky to have great musicians like this in our city. We're lucky to have great, great colleagues that uh, are part of this 103-year-old institution. Yeah, great. Well, thanks so much, and, and best of luck to you guys. Thank you. It all goes well. Bye-bye.